All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful, thing. Laugh a little more, thing. Tighten up your core, thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so very, 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 very excited about today's episode. Happy Thursday, everybody. The four things today are all good. I'd say my favorite thing, though, is going to be the first thing, and that is an interview I did with Mike Wilson. He is founder of My Life Speaks. I've had him on the podcast before. Uh, I'm super excited to have him on because uh, tomorrow, Mary and I are releasing our Four Things Love pullovers for Valentine's Day. They just say love, 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 and like an ombre pink, and they're super cute. We also made a pink shirt, which the pink is like a really pretty color. We're very excited about it, but... Uh, Mike is fresh back from Haiti uh, when we did this interview, and uh, we're going to be supporting My Life Speaks with these pullovers. So I thought, oh, it'd be so perfect if we could get you on the podcast before, and we made it happen. 
So sat down with him and just got insight to what Haiti is like right now, because I know y'all have heard me talk about some of the turmoil that's going on right there. And then also what they're really doing at My Life Speaks. They, I know that we have told y'all before about how they work with special needs kids and they give them like a foster home type situation. A lot of times we just, I maybe even without thinking, throw in the word orphanage, but they're really not an orphanage. Um, They have these small homes with like foster moms that live in there where it's not a typical like institutionalized situation. They really want to create a family environment. So we talk a little bit about that. And then the other impact that they have in the community where they are and that I just love anybody that has a story of hope, whether it's in Haiti or anywhere in the world. And Mike is a story of hope and he is a story of love too. That's why we thought the love pullovers would pullovers would be fitting to support My Life Speaks. So got my chat with him, which I think y'all will really enjoy. Uh, and then uh, food colors. I know this might seem weird for the second thing, but like when you think about foods, do you think of what color they are and like what they're doing for your body when you're eating them? Because I saw something that was posted on Instagram that was intended for kids Yes, for children, but I thought I need this in my life because it'll really help me try to eat like a variety of colors and then knowing what these colors are actually doing for my body. Like if I eat red, what is it doing for me? If I eat blue, if I eat green and yeah, it does seem very elementary, but sometimes we need that reminder as adults. The third thing is 10 ways to succeed with zero talent. Another thing that I saw that I was like, oh, I think, I think my people might like hearing that. And then the fourth thing is TV shows that I am binging right now. And Chase sat in on me with that, even with food, food colors, uh, Chase is on there with me, but I, I just feel like sometimes if you need a good thing to watch on the weekend or you're looking for um, a new show to binge or check out, I, I personally appreciate recommendations from people. So Chase and I kind of talked through some stuff that we think maybe you should check out if you're looking for something to watch on TV. Okay. So there you go. Uh, first thing is Mike Wilson. I encourage you to listen, listen to the entire thing. Of course, we sat down thinking that we were probably going to talk for 20 minutes. And I think we talked for like 44, but listen to the whole thing. It's very good. And he just has offers such wisdom and encouragement. And again, it is about Haiti, but it's about so much more. And some of his uh, insight and, and again, wisdom and encouragement is for all of you listening, no matter where you are in this world, you can implement it. It doesn't, doesn't have to be Haiti. And uh, yeah, love pullovers tomorrow. Mary and I are very excited about these. We did them last Valentine's Day and they were so great. But if you already got a pullover, guess what? We added the cute t-shirt. So yes, radioamy.com for um, links to shop that. And okay, we'll get into today's episode. Here we go. First thing. Okay, so I'm super excited to have Mike Wilson back on. You were on the podcast a long time ago. Yeah. I feel like it's been a minute, but because uh, I wanted to talk to you about My Life Speaks, which is an organization that you founded, and we'll get into some of that, um, re- kind of recap what we did. But if you missed that episode, it's a good one to go back and listen to. Um, but it's it's an organization that I have visited yes. um, and that Espoir has supported. And a lot of times... I like to, if we can, to get 
the actual people that are behind it on the ground, like making it happen, come in and talk to us about Haiti and yeah. what you're doing. And then those that are supporting Espoir, whether they're shopping what we have or they're just spreading the word, that that they know why they're doing it. Exactly. And that it really is important. And we really are partnering with people that we really feel are making a difference. And it's Haiti, it's so hard because Haiti is such a big part of my life being that my two kids are from there. It's had my heart for years and we used to go all the time. And I haven't been back since we adopted our kids. And I have planned a couple of different trips there and have had to cancel them for safety concerns. Mm -hmm. And you are fresh back from Haiti. We're recording this and you got back from Haiti on Monday. We're in Nashville right now. (laughs) Yes, It's Wednesday, but you were just in Haiti. So you see it. So a little bit before we get into some of the stuff that's going on at My Life Speaks, like I, I feel like I come on the podcast and I say, oh, you know, we're, there's a lot going on in Haiti. It's hard for people to understand. I would say the mainstream media isn't necessarily covering a lot of what's happening there. So some people don't might not even have a clue other than if they hear that Mary and I were going to go and then never mind, we canceled our trip. But then I see other people going yeah. and like you're, you're going, I get that other people go, right. but you know, when you're going, it's a risk. Right. I mean, I guess anything in life is a risk, but it's heightened. It is. It is. Right now. So uh, that being said, for me and my family and then sake of like security for me, I'm I'm also not operating and running uh, a village for people and, you know, their life kind of also depends on me being there. So for me, it's too much of a risk to go. For you, you need to go. So you go and- What's it, what's it like? Like, give us a little picture of Haiti right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would agree with exactly what you said. I, I mean, this is, this is my call. This is what I have to do. This, right. I can't not do this. So it's, it's nothing on you for not coming. I don't, I would recommend you not. So exactly. No, and I've heard that from people, that. but I don't want people to think, well, why can he go and y'all can't go? Right. And it's really weighing, like we're, it's really, so, we, we de- ultimately decided you going to Haiti is selfless. Like that is, you are doing work there. That's your calling. That's your passion. You have family there. Yes. That's your job. Yes. Mary and I would be going, we care about Haiti, but yes. if we went, it would be selfish because of the danger we would be putting others in. And then anyway, you get what I'm saying. Very so you, wise, yes. very wise statement. Really, really wise. Um, so here's what I would say. Um, starting in July of 2018, so you got to go back quite a bit. Uh, there was a protest over uh, a gas hike and Haiti raised the price of gas because the International Monetary Fund, IMF, told Haiti they were no longer going to allow them to supplement the price of gas or subsidize the price of gas or fuel with the IMF money. And overnight, they raised the price of fuel over 40%. Mm. And for a country that's really struggling financially, that was an issue. Now, there's also another piece of that puzzle. There's something called the Petro-Caribe scandal. And uh, what Petro-Caribe is... Venezuela, which is very fuel rich, uh, would give Haiti uh, fuel at a vastly discounted rate. But Haiti was not able to pay for it because they really don't have the infrastructure to receive the the taxes that they need to pay for some of the things that they have. They also have a really bad business model. They buy fuel for two dollars a gallon and sell it for a dollar a gallon. So it's just yeah, it's not a not a not a profitable business. Um, and again, I'm using round numbers playing with that, but. Um, Haiti was in debt to Venezuela for a little over $2 billion for fuel. Wow. And then they also gave 
these giant loans. Venezuela gave these giant loans to Haiti to the tune of about $3 billion. And none of the projects were really getting done at a great pace and things, money was disappearing and there's some accusations. And bottom line is nobody really knows who did what and where the money went. And so this was a perfect time back in July of 2018 to really bring all that to light. And for about 10 days, Port-au-Prince shut down. People in the streets, hundreds of thousands of people protesting. And Haitians were protesting because they just want something better. I don't put this on the community. I don't put this on the population because they are swayed by somebody saying it could be better. And so therefore, we just have to mobilize. And if you look around the globe right now, a lot of people around the globe are doing things just like that. There's a lot of protests going on. Haiti's is just kind of stalled. And so things kind of got better and Haiti kind of got back to normal really quickly. Um, And then February of 2019, things got really crazy again. And it got so bad that the most difficult part was Haiti and the United States State Department went from a level three, which is we advise you to reconsider your travel to Haiti. Uh, The State Department dropped them to a level four, which is we recommend you do not travel to Haiti. Right. I get those emails. (laughs) You do. But that in that moment, Haiti went on the same list with places like Pakistan, Iraq, Iran, North Korea, Syria. Which uh, is so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was on there from February until June of 2019. And what was happening is protests were happening. Tires were being burned. Uh, cars were being stopped and robbed. Uh, gangs have really started to mobilize a whole lot more. And right now, Uh, Catching up to current day 2020, what's happening is the protests aren't as bad as far as, you know, thousands of people in the street, but very well-armed gang members are stopping cars and there are kidnappings that are happening on side streets. There are kidnappings that are happening in broad daylight in the middle of places. Um, There are cars that get stopped. Yeah. So um, a lot of things are happening right now in these moments where Haiti's just a dangerous place. And it all is because there's an opportunity for evil to come in. And that's what's happening. It's, it's, a, it's a dark place. It's a very dangerous place in certain areas. Um, and there's just... So when you fly in, you go to, you're, you're flying into Port-au-Prince, yes. which is it's really where... the only option. It's the only option. And there's a, that, there's a lot of dangerous things happening there. My Life Speaks is located in Nepali. Mm-hmm. So, and then even before a lot of this stuff, you would be advised that sometimes you're, yeah, Haiti could be a little dangerous, but just, you know, mm-hmm. be check your surroundings, know your area, be careful. But really your, your most dangerous travel was from the airport to wherever you were going. Right. And then once you got there, you should be fine. Right. That's not necessarily the case right now, but you're in Nepali. So what is it like out in Nepali and to find a people how far that is from Port-au-Prince. And then, yeah, I worry about you traveling from the airport to there. But then once you're there, what does it feel like in Nepali? So we are 26.1 miles from our community center door to airport door. So 26.1 miles. Um, It's a complete different world. So Port-au-Prince, 11 million people in Haiti. Some numbers will tell you 3 million of those live in Port-au-Prince. A lot of people, a lot of things, very urban, very a lot of streets that that aren't the best. But once you get on the outside of that and you get into the more agrarian part, the the more farming, agriculture, heavy parts, you come to a place called Leogon, which is the city that we are actually in, and you start to see a lot of sugarcane farms, things like that. Well, then you turn off of that main road and you go out toward the ocean a couple of miles on a gravel dirt 
path and you get to this little village of Nepali, which is an oasis. And, and I've jokingly called it the Mayberry of Haiti forever. But I really, I start to see now looking around at our community of people who look at us and say, you could have left. You, you could have. All, all these other Americans have left. They've, they've been pulled out. Their organizations have stopped. But you guys could have left, but you didn't. Why? And that's for us to be able to say, well, you're our family. This is not just our call, but you're our call. We're here with you. And Nepali's a, a community now that has rallied around us. I mean, we just celebrated our eight-year anniversary. Yay. Where we had over a 1,000 people show up on this little field. Oh, wow. And we did everything from, you know, like carnival games to we showed the movie Aladdin. And the community came together and watched. And at the end, we fed everybody. Mm-hmm. And it was just amazing to watch the crowd grow as the night came along. And people coming up to us and say, and people that, that we didn't even know that really paid attention to us, looking at us and saying things like, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for employing my son. Thank you that you do a program for my grandmother. Thank you that my child with special needs has a place to go to school. Thank you that you help me keep my child in, in my house now. I mean, for us, Sunday night, our, our, our anniversary party was, was absolutely the greatest moment that we've ever had in Haiti because it was our community in charge of things. And it wasn't dependent on us. It was us living in the community along with the people we call family. Yeah. And there it, so it's, um, it was almost like your little slice of. Yeah. If we could put a gate around, it'd be a gated community. Right. I mean, it's amazing. A little slice of heaven, but almost like a, a light for what yes, the darkness 100%. that's 26.1 yeah. miles away, which that's still, you're not discon, even though you roll into quote unquote Mayberry, <laughs> uh, it does, all that's still affecting yeah. everything. And yeah. I, how, how has what's happening in Haiti affected what y'all are trying to do? Like, is there any, because we were working, um, well, we have some stuff that's supporting education out in Central Plateau. And mm-hmm. for them, just even with the fuel and the protests and the, I don't, I don't, I can't even explain all the different ways that it affects them, but financially it's, it's really impacting them. Huge. Um, so for instance, schools in Haiti shut down. So mm-hmm. they did not operate. They just went back to class last week. So these kids have been out of school for a whole semester. And for a lot of kids, school is an opportunity for them to get a, to get a meal every day. Yes. It's also an opportunity to be in a safe place because some of these kids are living in a very dark situation at their home or with someone else that's not really their family member that has just taken them in. And so what we noticed in our community is the people started to hang around more. They started to ask more questions. They started to um, look harder for jobs because now all of a sudden things weren't coming in like they used to, if that makes sense. Um, The thing that we pulled our staff together and the thing that we noticed was inflation right now is is about 20%. Yeah, this was, I think for them, it was like a supplies and just cost of everything. And when anything goes up and it's not part of that budget that it's already like, it's already like pulling teeth sometimes to get the money you need to fund whatever you're doing. And then you talk about, and then there's inflation and then it's like, well, shoot. Yeah, well, so you get the inflation, then you've got the devaluation of their currency, the Haitian good. So, you know, 18 months ago, I think it was at 75 goods to $1. Well, today it's 95 goods to $1. And so the good is no longer getting what it used to. And then the price of staple supplies at the market because they can't get from Port-au-Prince or they can't get it delivered from somewhere else, it's a lot more scarce. And then the truck drivers are saying, if you expect me to deliver to you mm-hmm. for your market, I, 
I've got to go through this. I'm going to double my price because my life's at risk of them stealing my truck and burning it or killing me. So I don't want to do that. So we've seen the cost of just basic supplies, beans, rice, spaghetti, things like that. They've tripled. Yeah. And so, and so, so that directly so affects, that affects everything people, you're doing. That affects the people that mm-hmm. we're working with. And so we have 158 Haitian employees right now. And the coolest thing is we've not had to lay off or let go a single person. That is just a testament to the goodness of God and what he has done for us. But we've watched those people then who used to go out and buy a little extra food and they would give it to their neighbors. Haiti's a really good place of taking care of their own. We could learn a lot of things from mm-hmm. people there. But they would always make a, an extra bowl. Or they would always make a little extra. There would always be extra kids at their house when it came mealtime. These kids that really didn't have a place. They had a house, but they didn't have a place, if that makes sense. These kids were just showing up and always getting fed. Well, now people don't have the extra to feed even their own family. Mm -hmm. So they can't feed the neighbor's child or the other people's kids. So you're starting to see little things like tips of the hair turn orange because the protein's being leached out even from your hair. Which is a way, just for people listening, you can check uh, if a child's malnourished based on the color of their hair. It's a really quick Mm -hmm. way. And so... One of the things that we've done from day one, a young lady had a vision to start a feeding program for kids that weren't eating on a regular basis. So we started literally with 10 kids on a porch eight years ago. Well, today we have 80 kids coming five days a week getting a nutritious, healthy meal, beans, rice, and meat. And then other days it's a spaghetti dish that they really like, but it's spaghetti and ketchup instead of another kind of sauce and a hard-boiled egg. And where we would say, oh, I don't want that. These kids are... They're lining up and they're trying to sneak their food out to take to their families. Mm. Um, and it's it's really heartbreaking to look at a five-year-old little girl with a hard-boiled egg shoved in her mouth, trying not to chew on it. And the moment she walks outside, she spits it in her hand <sighs> and hands it to her brother or her mother or her grandmother. Oh, my gosh. And so we've tried to ramp up some of the things we do for basic needs. I mean, we know that there are people who have desperate needs. Yeah, there. I saw an article, I can't even remember where I read it, but again, a lot of, not a lot of coverage of this, yeah. but there was uh, an article talking about, yes, the uh, basic needs like the rice, the beans, the pasta, the flour, like families couldn't get it and they were starving and mothers that also were breastfeeding since they weren't getting nourished, they were drying up with their milk and then they couldn't breastfeed and that kids are dying. So we've, we've seen, so one of the things that we have is a clinic as part of our public health offering and the clinic, the number of people coming in with just basic illnesses has increased because their bodies can't fight the infections that are coming in. And mothers, we, our prenatal program has really been successful because we feed pregnant moms five days a week so that they get the nutrition they need. And then we follow them for the next year, their children, things like that. But we, we're starting to have moms come from the outside again, looking for things like formula because they have no breast milk. And they, when a mom's not eating, the child's not eating. Right. And unfortunately, we've seen in the past, moms come in and mom eats every other day. So logically she thinks, well, then I'll just feed my newborn every other day. And it's, it's led to a series, some serious in issues with children's brain development in Haiti. And so we, we worked really hard over the last eight years to teach pregnant moms how to take care of themselves for their child, to have healthy pregnancies, to have healthy births, to have healthy children. We're starting to see some of that revert back to old ways of thinking of, well, I just don't have the money to do that. And it's not a lie. They, they don't. We fortunately have 
wells in our village that have clean water, which is a blessing. Mm, yes. But we need the food to come along with that. And so the way that we've offset that and built ourselves is w- with employment. We employ people. So we find ways to employ people so that then we can work with them. Now you're getting paid. So here's how you can spend your money. And we don't dictate, we don't control, but we offer services to help them figure out the best way to prioritize their spending. And when you look at spending 60, 70% of your income on food, because that's what it costs for basics for your family to eat one meal a day, it's really difficult. And other things are taking a backseat. Kids aren't going to school because they can't afford to go to school anymore. Do Is there a end in sight? I know it's not going to be an I know, end. No, that's uh, like uh, that's a really that's, that's, that's the million dollar question million right dollar there. Yes, but I mean, is it like, you know, you were just there? Like, do you see? Is there? I'm sure people have to be scrambling to figure out something to put something in action. And I know Haiti's not like the well, easiest but, but here's the country thing. to work and with. And the thing but... I want to make sure of is I don't want Haiti to get a bad rap. Because, oh yeah, no, me neither. And, and I know we've talked about this a lot. And yeah. I, that's that's one reason I absolutely love you guys because well, and espoir means hope. I know. And well, yeah. in Creole, and you know, and so espoir, yes, like we have hope for Haiti. And I do feel like, and thank you for saying that because I even know me sometimes I can just kind of like be picking out the, well, we can't go to Haiti because it's a hot mess right now without really explaining like there. And I did this actually in an Instagram post too, which reminded me of like the people of Haiti and the type of people that they are. And we can have hope in a country like Haiti because we know the people and the people are some of the most joyous, resilient, creative people that they can they can do this, but I guess I'm just some of it's not in their control. It's not their fault. So right. I wish no. like the some of the government and the the other people that can make it happen. Like, could is there is there so a plan? There's, there's there's this hustle mentality in Haiti yes. of I'm and and the thing that we really celebrate is the leadership of our younger men in our in our community. Okay, uh, we've got some teenage guys that have really stepped up, and there's nothing in my world that's more heartwarming than to see a 14-year-old boy walking down the street with a group of 14-year-old boys and stop and pick up a baby and or a toddler and help him get where he needs to go. Or to, I mean, it's truly a village looking out for each other. So mm-hmm. the thing that, that breaks my heart is the people who've always led in helping others, they're struggling because they can't get by. And so what we're trying to say is, all right, where's our call? Where do we come in here? What does that look like? But but again, to our point, Haiti, I mean, they're, they're a good group of people. They are known for taking care of their own. In fact, they didn't know they needed a 70-inch flat screen TV until Americans came in and said, you don't have an Xbox? You don't have a, um, you know, a brand new this, that, or the other? Sorry. Does your, is your watch quacking at you? Yeah, my watch is quacking. <laughs> um, so, but they don't know that until Americans have come in there or, or outsiders, foreigners have come in and said, you shouldn't be happy. You don't have this, this, or this. But in the last five years of living in Haiti, I, I'm telling you, I live in a place that gets electricity maybe once a week. They've learned to do things in ways that have just been creative. Right. And so th- the only hope that, that I'm, I'm going to put my, 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 my trust in at this point is, one, I believe God's got to do something amazing. But Haiti's got to have an educational system where people can go to school and learn and become critical problem solvers, critical thinkers, 
And then it's also got to have a secure, some security. And one of the most difficult things is in October of 2019, the UN pulled out their peacekeeping force that had been in Haiti for oh, gosh. It was 12 or 13 yeah, years. So, so when that left, it kind of left a vacuum of power and, and of security. And so a lot of these gangs have come in and now they're offering some of these, hey, we'll, we'll protect you, but it's mm-hmm. going to cost you. And so for people who don't have to think about paying for protection, it's, it's just it's just impossible. So right. Somebody somebody with a true heart for Haiti has to lead it from the top. And so we, should, we need to be praying for that person. Yeah. And, you know, you talk about what you're, what's happening inside your community in Nepali, and I like that you call it Mayberry. <laughs> All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like, I want research. I want to know, like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18-plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. All right. So I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have. Uh, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14 karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. 
Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food, everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. So, the structure y'all have there gives you a solid backbone and y'all are there for each other and you're trying, even with the highs and lows and what's happening, mm-hmm. like y'all are rallying together. Um, and just to paint a picture in case people don't go back and listen to the other episode, cause we haven't addressed on like y'all, you create jobs. You have the maternity side, you like give, give all the different ways because also just to touch on, cause I'm just assuming people maybe listened before, but it's, you're bringing in all these special needs children and giving them families and giving them, like you said a minute ago, like an opportunity education for families. So when you said that, when parents are thankful for you being able to give their child school, is it because they're legit parents of a special need child? They're not part of your like foster care type system. They just live in the village, but they still wanted to care for their child. Cause also explain what happens to a lot of children that have special needs in Haiti. Um, but they're thankful because you have the teachers that are equipped to teach mm-hmm. these dis- these children with certain disabilities. Yeah, and I will say for full disclosure, just like you, I have adopted kids from Haiti. We have three adopted yes. kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, three of our six are adopted from Haiti, and um, we we've seen the, the number of children that just are discarded, and, and that's the only way I know to put it. I mean, mm-hmm. children whose families either said, "I can't raise you," "I can't afford you," or somebody came in and said it would be better off for them to be somewhere else. So when we started this, our our original plan, it's so funny going back eight and a half years ago. Yeah, because you're so much more than the oh. original plan. And so, I know you have more than that. So I want to give the roots of it, but also yeah. like the different so, the different things. So special doing. needs was something for us that was so unique. And, and really the, the honest backstory in that, we have a 22-year-old son, biological son with severe special needs. Our son Lane, he had a stroke when he was born. He was a preemie. And so out of a 40-week pregnancy, he was born at 23 weeks and five days. So really, really small, pound and four ounces, was not supposed to live because in 1997, that just didn't happen. And uh, 
he had some pretty serious complications in the hospital, but when he came home, he had all this care that allowed him to now, 22 years later, thrive in life. I mean, he is the most social, nonverbal person you will ever meet. He's never met a stranger. Even if he can't see you, he will find it, find you. And if he doesn't hear you talking to him, he's going to reach out or at least reach out or scream, hey, hey. And we watched our son develop, but we also watched how it changed our, our other biological kids. When our daughters came into our house, they were afraid of our son. They would not go in his room. They would not cross the threshold to walk into his room because Haiti believes a Your lot Haitian of- Haitian daughters. My, yes, I'm sorry, my Haitian daughters. A lot of Haiti believes you'll catch it if you get near them. And by them, I mean anybody who's different. If you have a disability, a deformity, uh, if you have anything that makes you different, you are considered cursed. And the voodoo culture has said, because you're cursed, you have an evil spirit now that resides in you. And the only way for that to be set free is for you to be set free from that spirit. And so unfortunately, a lot of children with special needs and even adults with special needs in Haiti are sacrificed in voodoo services. And I'm not talking about like a princess in the frog Disney movie kind of voodoo. I'm talking about a very real voodoo that says we are going to kill this person so that we can control what we believe is an evil spirit. Mm. And so when we heard that, we could not stand for that anymore. And so special needs became really hot on our, our, our radar of we're going to change the world and the way special needs kids are treated in Haiti, especially. But when we started looking at it, we realized that there are other kids typically developing kids who've been orphaned or abandoned, and they're in that same situation. They're in danger as well because the value of a child is very low. I mean, you and I both grew up with somebody who looked at us and said, you can be anything you want. Yes, you have value. You are worth something. You are created for mm-hmm. something. There is a you have worth. A purpose. Yes. Yeah. In Haiti, you're a burden. Mm. You were, I didn't want you, and I don't want you. And so... The same things that were happening to these special needs kids, we're starting to we're starting to see the really darker side of it's happening to other children that have been placed without their families who are in danger. And so when we went to Haiti, our original call of orphan care was we were going to create basically a Haitian foster care system. We we couldn't find a Haitian foster care system. So we're going to create one. We're going to create families that look like ours, special needs, typically developing biological adopted kids, it didn't matter, and put them around put them around the same family. So we have Haitian parents, moms and dads, married couples, that then if the government brings us a child who's been abandoned or orphaned, whether it be special needs or typically developing, they're placed in those homes. So we, we actually have 20, 22 children that we care for in five different families. And we're constantly, we have social workers that are constantly looking for new parents as the government may bring us more. But what we realized is the real issue is not with these kids who've been orphaned, it's with the parents who don't believe there's worth in their child. So we've now focused our efforts on how do we go to mom and dad and say, your child has worth. Mm. There's something about your child that is great and and we're gonna help you find that. So that's where special needs school came in. It was started by a young lady who grew up here in Nashville who literally contacted me via email. I'd never met her before. And she said, I'm gonna push my wedding back for six months and I wanna come to Haiti and I wanna help start a special needs classroom. And Izzy came down and she started a special needs classroom in a closet. I'm not kidding you, a closet with three kids. And today we have 30 children, three separate classrooms of 10 students each coming to our special education classes at school, going to school along their, beside their typically developing peers, pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and third grade. So that group of children 
when they walk outside, they don't see a child with special needs. They see a classmate. They see a peer. Mm-hmm. They see somebody with worth. And so, then that generation is you're redefining how they look at people. And then Haiti will, it'll break that cycle of your curse. I'll give you an, I'll give an example of it. So there was a guy outside uh, who, who has some, some issues. We, we all know those people that you see that talk to themselves and they do things. Yeah. And we just kind of avoid them. There was a guy outside and he was having, having some, some issues. And one of our kinder, kindergartners walked outside. And the other kids from the village were making fun of the guy and throwing rocks and things that they do. And this little kindergarten girl walked over to him and grabbed his hand and said, nope, this is my friend. Then the other kindergartners came around. And that has spurred other things, has spurred other things where these kids are teaching. They're teaching their parents. They're teaching their grandparents. They're teaching their community. They're teaching their peers. Hey, look, it's just a person. And honestly, one of the greatest things in the world for us was when we moved there with Lane. And people realize we're not just talking about this as Americans who read a book. We live this. Right. I know how hard it is to have a 22-year-old that's diapered. I know how hard it is to go somewhere and, and not have accessibility. But you know what? My son lives in Haiti, and he truly has family around him that would fight for him and fight with him on certain days because he needs love. He's no different than any of my other kids. It just so happens that God created him differently. And, and it's just, that's the, the mentality that we, we go into this with. And so whether it's families that we're trying to empower, right? whether it's education that we're trying to do, or it's that pe- public health side where we offer therapy, we offer clinic, we offer preventative things. That's why we do prenatal care. But if a child's born and is different, we don't run away from them. Right. And mom and dad are starting to not run away from other uh, other times. So I'll say this last thing. We have kids now coming to our special ed program from 15, 20 miles away. They get on a motorcycle every day. And when the schools were shut down, our school kept running. The only difference we made is kids didn't wear uniforms to school. And it was for their own safety. But you got parents putting their kids on a motorcycle in the middle of things. Explain to us why that would be for their own safety. Because you got a parent putting a, a child on a motorcycle with a, a school logo on their shirt. And we actually had a parent from the nearby city of Gressier who was bringing their, child to, bringing their child to school. And he got stopped by a guy and a gun was put to his head. And he said, schools are shut down. We're not letting anybody go to school until the government changes. Gotcha. And so okay. um, he missed three days of class. Mm. And then dad said, it's not worth it. My life is not worth him not going to school. And I'm, I just, I cannot imagine the things that parents, the decisions mm-hmm. parents are making in Haiti for, for their children. Yeah. And, and just how sometimes I feel like maybe in America and, and me included. Mm-hmm. So I would, I'm just going to go and say a lot of you listening, we take education for granted and how Absolutely. easy it is for us to get it. And, uh, that yes, all your kids can go to all these public schools across America and they have an education and you, you don't, you don't have to sacrifice much yeah. Yeah. at well, all to even, get an education. Whereas this person's like, wow, education literally is everything. Like that's the key. We know how important education is. Don't get me wrong. It's the key to so much, but like literally it's the key of them getting out yeah. of where they, their current cycle. Well, and we're starting to see Again, I've got story after story of, of, a, of a kindergartner learning to read, sitting on their parents' lap and teaching their parents the, the vowel sounds because mm. the parents have never learned it. Yeah, I love that. And the parents didn't learn it because their parents didn't learn it. And right. 
there was just no, there's no need for education. And so what we've said- It's a new generation. It is. And it's a generation that's looking around saying, I'm going to change the world somehow. I, I can't give that to them. They have to figure that out. We, this is the hope that I'm man, talking that, about. That is a spot. Like, at, this is a spot us. at its finest yeah. because, and you know, even just as a reminder of sometimes you can look around and just feel like, oh, everything is so like, what's happening with this generation <laughs> or what's happening in the world? The world's just yeah. falling apart, but it's not. Nope. No, it's not. And, and even in dark times right now, like in Haiti, like we're hearing stories from Haiti where it's not. Yeah. And I love that, that y'all are still able to pretty much operate, you are affected by what's happening for sure, but that you haven't had to shut down and that you haven't had to let anybody go and that you're able to be that. I mean, people need, it's probably even making y'all stronger in your whole community, even stronger knowing that you're surviving through it because more and more people are relying on you and needing it and seeing that need for community. And wow, like this is what it's like to have a strong community we got to keep this going. Well, and, and honestly, that's always been the thing that's come back to America and made a bigger impact on the people who visited because they come to Haiti and they see, they don't have all the stuff, but man, why are they so content? What is it mm-hmm. about, what is it that's happening? And, and what we've, the way we say it is, you know, in America, you stay in your house until the very last minute when you have to leave. But in Haiti, you're outside until the very last minute when you have to go inside because community's happening. And again, it's not, you know, I'm not trying to say 1950s Mayberry is, is it, but we've missed a lot of that. We miss a lot of that interaction, that personal connection. I mean, I know walking in today, seeing you guys, there was just that, let's catch up. There's just something about I know, and then we're like all on a time schedule. And I'm like, I'd love to catch up, but drop, drop, drop. <laughs> now I feel bad about that. But now I'm no. like, just pause everything. Like I love hearing what's happening there. And I always enjoy your stories. And but it's, it's, it's who we are. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's how we were created. We're not yeah. created to live in silos away from everything. And I think that's what Haiti taught me. I mean, I'm really good at sitting on a couch and watching a full day of football and not talking to another human because it's just cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, I get around, I get around you guys and I get, I get fired up because this is community. That's, that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not just in Haiti. So the one thing I want to say, if I can, yeah. for that person that's listening right now saying, oh, okay, well, this guy lives in Haiti, of course. No, it can happen in your house. It can happen in your neighborhood. It can happen in your ballpark, the concession stand. You, there's a call on everybody to change the world. And it, it's somewhere. Go find it. Go be a part of it. You don't have to come to Haiti to do it. And right now, I don't know how you get to Haiti because it's kind of crazy, but... I know, but I want to help. Like right now when you're talking, I was like, I can't wait for us to get back to Haiti just to come visit and see all that 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 y'all are doing. I mean, it's been a while so, for me. So if, if one last story, and, and I'm sorry, I, I know I talk a lot, but I love to brag on our community because on Saturday we hosted something we called Make Nepli Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we had all of our directors, all of our Haitian directors, pick 10 people in their world and invite those 10 people to come be a part of a cleanup day. We gave them shovels. We gave them rakes. Our whole village transformed in 12 hours. Mm. They picked up trash. They started saying, we've been wanting trash cans in the village for years. Let's just stop right now and let's find a way to do this. They got in the, the, the river, the creek. I call it a creek. They call it a river. They got in the river and they cleaned it out. They, they, trimmed the trees on the side of the road. It's, it's literally, it's one of the most beautiful places that you've ever seen. And 
you can go to all of our, our social media and we just posted all these pictures. And of so what did you, what was the day called? It was called make Nepali beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, and so again, that could be applied to anywhere. That's what I'm saying. It can make, be your insert, whatever yeah, beautiful, yes. make da, 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 beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And so for that person who's sitting there, sometimes it's not what's happening on the outside. It's, it's what's happening with the people on the inside. And sometimes it's just sitting around and, and listening and talking and giving somebody a chance. I mean, I know, I know there are people in this world right now that have nobody. They have nobody to look at them and say, you know what? You're amazing. You're, you've got worth because all they've heard their whole life is how horrible they are. And it's not just in Haiti. Oh no. Yeah. It's, not at all. It's across Even the street. Even when you were saying that about some people in Haiti, cause that's yeah. not all of Haiti, but some parts, um, you know, that's, that's the vibe, right. but yeah, that could be Anywhere. It could be any of our neighbors. We don't, and if we don't know, we don't know. But I mean, everybody And a lot of listeners right now, they just went, yeah, I know that person. Oh, I never yeah. even thought about that, but I know that person. And I'm just at least going to reach out to them. Right. Because then, and then it gives you a little perspective of where the, why that person might be the way they are. And then you have grace for that. Yeah. Um, so. A little espoir for them. Yeah. I'll hope. So, well, thank you for painting more of a picture of what y'all are doing. Just, I feel like sometimes in a nutshell, if we're quickly talking about My Life Speaks, I just say... Every time you open your mouth about Haiti on the radio, somebody texts me in Haiti and says, hey, they're talking about... <laughs> I just will say, you know, My Life Speaks, you know, where they work with, uh, they have special needs. Like mm-hmm. I, I tend to just focus on That's that because okay. I think it's it's great, but y'all are doing so much more than that. So thank you for painting a little bit of that picture because in the intro, which... I recorded all actually. So while y'all are listening to this, it aired before this interview, but I'm going to record it after this interview. So it gets really <laughs> tricky, but I'm going to do an intro where I talk about the love pullovers that um, oh, yeah. we are making in the love shirts for Valentine's Day because we want to do a Valentine's campaign. I think they're actually going to go on sale. Today's Thursday that people are listening to this. They're going to go on sale tomorrow. So Friday, get one, get the two. 17th. They will go on sale and it's part of our, yeah, a spa brand. And we partnered with My Life Speaks before and, but we thought Valentine's Day and love was fitting because y'all are a prime example of what love looks like and loving the least well, of these. So and here, let me, yeah. let me, let me throw a challenge out. So throw it for that person that's listening, that knows that person that they need to reach out to, get them a shirt, take it to them and just say, I want you to know you're loved. Oh, How stinking cool is that? That is cool. I had, I mean, I hadn't thought about, I just kind of, yes, I love that. I love that challenge. And not everybody can do that. So no. even if you can't, if you can buy a shirt, great. Just know that it's supporting, yeah. uh, you know, obviously you've heard what My Life Speaks is doing and it's supporting a great ugh, group of people, um, a generation of yeah. a new, a new Haiti, a new Haiti. So, uh, you know, just know you're making impact. But I always like to speak to our listeners too, that we're never trying to like push anything on anybody. We don't ever, we make this stuff because we think it's awesome and we think it's cute and we would carry it. And we love that it can support various causes that we're passionate about in Haiti. But we never want to be those pushy salespeople because that's not what it's about for us. But then we feel like, well, if we don't tell people or keep telling people, then how are they going to know? And people miss things all the time. I miss stuff on Instagram all the time. I think, well, I posted it once. So I'm sure people saw it (laughs) or whatever. And then, 
it's just, I, if I think of how much I miss, then I know people miss things. So I also want to reiterate that, yes, we have all these products. It's not just going to be the love stuff that's supporting My Life Speaks. It'll be anything Espoir, but it'll be the love campaign rallied around Valentine's Day and loving people. But um, if you can't, then maybe like Mike was suggesting, the challenge could be you just make sure somehow write a note, send a card to that person yes. to make sure that they know that they're loved. Um, and that, that's free. That is. That is doesn't cost anything. Pick up the phone, send a text, uh, send an email or whatever that looks like for you. Um, and then, and then if, and then also another way we try to help or encourage people if they want to help, but they don't have the funds to buy a pullover or shirt or a neck, whatever, a necklace, anything that we have, a, a four things tote, uh, they could just spread the word. Please. On social media. Absolutely. They can dig into what y'all are doing. Just link this bois, uh, put it on their Facebook, send an email to family and friends or nudge, nudge to a loved one. Like I would love this as a birthday present. And then maybe somebody else will buy it for you. And exactly. then, you know, you can wear it proudly uh, or at least post proudly and spread the word proudly knowing that, yeah, we're, we're trying to help out a new generation in yeah. a place that. And you are. And you are, you talked about partnering before when we partnered at the end of 2018, mm-hmm. we had no idea that Haiti was going to be crazy, but our partnership with Espoir, it literally did things for us that we thought we were going to have to cut out of the budget. Oh, you, wow. you understand that? I mean, we, we kept every employee and added. We, people I just got goosebumps. This, that's, and that's because of you listening. 100%. Uh, a lot of you that have supported and shopped that. So I get goosebumps just knowing that that's super yeah. cool. Because again, Mary and I just come up with stuff and we think it's fun. And then we we wonder, like, I don't think we ever wonder, should we really be doing this? But I think sometimes we put stuff out and we're like, well, people really like this. Are they going to buy it? Are they going to understand what it's supporting? Are we being annoying? You know, that kind of thing. But that just gives, and I'm, I'm an affirmation look, person. Like, I need that. You, so that's, Our whole village you. is, is different because of people like Espoir that's partnered with us. But also that person that's listening right now that says, okay, I, I can't, I don't have the money to do that. I can't tell that story. And, and you know what? Pray. That's, that's changed our world more than anything. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, it's always so good to have you. Thank you it. for coming by and making it work. I know that, man, you were like, you were like fresh off the airplane from Haiti and I'm already texting you and I'm like, yeah. I want you to be on this Thursday's episode. What time do you have? And we're like going back and forth with like all kinds of stuff. But yes, you were very willing to make it happen. So I appreciate it so much. And um, mylifespeaks.com. Yes, mylifespeaks.com. We'll take people there. I just wanted to throw out your website. Thank you. Real quick. But I mean, I'll and then have Instagram at mylifespeaks. Um, do you have anything else you want to throw out there? Facebook, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, no. LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you really? Yeah. Mike that's Wilson, shout I'm, out. That's the only one I'm on. <laughs> okay, I'll get Ben, my husband. He'll heal you up on LinkedIn. There you go. This is favorite. We may already be connected because, you know, he's the coolest person I know. Yeah, now. what is it called when you get, like, connect endorsements? Yeah. He'll come home and be like, I got five endorsements on LinkedIn today. <laughs> that's because he's cooler than I'll ever be. <laughs> I know. Oh, no. I mean, it's just funny because I really, I, I need to get on the LinkedIn train. So I yeah. joke because... I feel on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, little FOMO. A little FOMO. Oh, you know what? Mary and I want to make a thing. And I know it's already a thing. It's not our thing at all because people talk about it. And I think that maybe there's a book written about it or something. But Jomo, do you know what Jomo is? It's the joy of missing out. Oh. Like, 
instead of having the fear of missing out and feel like you need to be here all the time, blah, 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 having a great da-da-da, you just... You, you have joy in the fact that you're at home and maybe you're just doing nothing. If you wouldn't have told me somebody else had done that, I was like, Amy's the smartest person I know. Look at what she's <laughs> No, doing. I can't take credit for it, but we uh, we might still do something with it. Like, I don't know that it's, you know, would be, I need to talk to Mary. Don't, just don't sell it in Haiti. President's name is Jovenel, J-O, Moise. Oh, it is? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you imagine if we like made Mon. a, what if I told you, like, I didn't even discuss it with you, but I'm like, we're going to support my life speaks. We made these really cool joy of missing out shirts, Jomo. And you're like, Amy, I can't wear that in Haiti. <laughs> Sorry. Some people would be happy. Other people would. Oh yeah. I mean, maybe you could, yeah. maybe you couldn't, I guess it just depends, but okay. Well, Mike Wilson, thank you. You're amazing. Tell your beautiful family we said hi. And y'all just make sure to, again, support My Life Speaks however you can, whether it's with our love pullover, um, which I know I said in the intro where you can get it. And I feel like I say it a million times, but radioamy.com is the easiest way to get links to it. But also fourthings.com, shopespoir.com, <laughs> the shopfor.com. It's kind of comical how many ways you can, we're like, that girl. We're not short of that ways. That girl on the radio.com. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Love, 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 love.com. Just kidding. That actually doesn't work. So don't try that. Okay. Bye. Second thing. Okay. So for this thing, we're going to talk about something that is intended for kids, but I think can be totally good for adults. And I follow this Instagram account called Kids Eat in Color. And it, the handle is kids.eat.in.color. If you want to follow along, if you've got kids, or if you just like simple ways for you to also eat and, but incorporate, you know, all of the amazing things nutrition wise that food have to offer. So this is a tip on how to talk to, or a little post on how to talk to your kids about food when you're trying to get them to eat it. And when I saw it, I thought, oh my gosh, like this is how I need to talk to myself too. So I thought y'all would benefit from it, whether you're just an adult trying to get some good food in your body or you have kids. So, and I've got Chase here with me for this because I sent it to him and he was like, oh yeah, this is good. I reposted it on my Instagram. I think it was back in December. I've been saving it to talk about. I keep meaning to get to it. And so many people replied, whoa, I needed this for myself. I don't even have kids. So here you go. Uh, When it comes to apples, here's what traditionally we say is apples are good for you. But really what may help a lot is if you say red food gives you a strong heart. And that's sort of like what I've done with Stevenson before, even before this, which, but I'm guilty of being like, eat this, it's good for you. And, or it's healthy, but really what gets me somewhere with him is if I really talk to him about his muscles, he really wants to grow muscles and be bigger and stronger. So when I'm talking to him about vegetables, I'm like, this will help your muscles grow. So it's along the line, like, along that line of thinking. So red food gives you a strong heart. When it comes to carrots, maybe you're guilty of saying carrots will turn you into a bunny, but a better way to put it might be orange food helps you see in the dark, which I feel like my mom even would tell me carrots are good for your eyes. And I've carried that on. Were you told that? I was never told that. Really? Yeah. Never. I I mean, honestly. Were you told anything weird to like eat? I mean, obviously like Popeye and spinach kind of a thing, but. 
eat beef. I mean, I come from an ag family, so that's like the one thing we talked about everyone needed to eat. But in relation to this, no, but I like you sent it to me and I'm like, you know, this is an awesome way to look at it for adults, but also like people like to be educated and I think kids do too. So some of these like little fun facts. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I didn't know that orange food helps you see in the dark. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Now I, now I know. <laughs> At least that's what we can tell ourselves <laughs> yeah. and we'll eat it more. Uh, especially if you're a kid, that would be cool. So when it comes to a yellow food, you might say like, this will help you grow. Oh, shoot. That was my line for spinach. Shoot. She says to say yellow food helps your body heal cuts. Who knew? Awesome. <laughs> I didn't know that. But now I need to be like, man, I bruise and cut so easily. What if I ate more yellow food? Would that, well, I don't know, would it cut back on that? Salad is healthy. I'm so guilty of saying that to my kids. And then, but another thing, another way to put it would be green food helps you fight off sickness. Man, but Stashira has learned if she's sick, she she can stay home from school, my daughter. And <laughs> she'll be like, I'm she'll not be eating like, that. I don't eat that. I want to get sick. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, in that case, you have not been sick enough because when you, there's been, I thank goodness I haven't been this sick in a long time, but there's those times where you're so sick that you're just like, eh. Oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Take me now. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't even live through this. Um, blueberries have antioxidants in them, which is so true, but for kids, they might be like, okay, what's an antioxidant? I was even asked that as an adult and I was like, um... I mean, I know they're good for you, but we yeah, don't do really you, even yeah, know do you what that, that is. So blue and purple foods give you a strong brain. And I've been using that one. And so in Colorado, my kids used to never eat blueberries. And I kid you not, this, I told you, I learned about this little cheat sheet she posted in December. Yeah. In Colorado, I used the blueberry line of blue foods. They make your brain strong. And- Guess what? They ate the blueberries and we're still eating blueberries and it's mid-January. That's awesome. It's crazy. That's a new, we introduced a new food. They were not eating blueberries before. So this line worked and it reminded me like, I want a strong brain. So I need to remember to freaking eat blue and purple stuff. Um, white food isn't good for you. And I think I'm maybe guilty of saying this, but I don't know, not really. I mean, my kids love spaghetti. So we eat that. It's, they don't eat like a wheat spaghetti or a brown rice. They love white rice. So we eat a lot of white foods and white potatoes. So I don't, I think I'm probably just guilty of saying this to myself, not my kids. But what she would like for us to say is white foods give you energy because not all white foods are as bad as we have made them out to be. Yeah. So just remind kids that they give some energy and they need it and yourself. And then, yeah, we're, I'm working on a, I'm going to get to meet Lisa from at the well necessities in person. I'm going to be in New York next week and we are going to meet and strategize for a special series that we're going to do here on the podcast, uh, you know, involving disordered eating and eating disorders and just talking about freedom from all of that. So if you're someone that has struggled with that and the whole white food isn't good for you made me think of that conversation because Lisa has taught me to try not to categorize foods as good and bad, but because there's no food freedom in that and it's 
a way that's messed with our brain and then how we look at food. So then we end up, if we do have something that is deemed bad, we tend to overeat in it because it's bad and we're not supposed to have it. Yeah. And we eat way more than we would if we just saw it as a normal freaking food. Yeah. Sorry for the F word. (laughs) No. And like, this is like the perfect reminder of like, it does take balance. I mean, you talk about that a lot, but like, I'm not, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, what am I eating that's blue? I'm like, right. I'm not eating anything blue. By balance, you mean like eat, balancing it all out, all yeah. the colors of the rainbow? Because Lisa also yeah. too, like some people are fine with the word balance of like, again, good and bad foods. Yeah. But I could tell you meant balance of like a good balance of colors yeah. and everything that you're consuming. Because she thinks with balance, that word, and this is Lisa speaking, but, and I'm really trying to change my vocabulary because I know how my brain, I have trained it to be, and I'm having to reverse a lot of it, is to not think that way because then with balance, that means you're eating good a certain time and then you've got a little bit of bad. So then you're still categorizing some food as bad. And some people may be able to live that way and it doesn't affect them. But if you have any type of issue with food or an eating disorder or disordered eating, it's not good to have your brain think that way. Yeah. So, um, and that's where Lisa and I, that's the background we're both coming from. So this series that we're creating, I'm super excited about it. And I wish I could tell you more details on what it's going to look like, but we haven't had our planning meeting yet, but I just know that we hope, just know that we're creating it in hopes that if you are struggling with anything, that it's a series you can listen to and for one, not feel alone. And for two, uh, maybe walk away hearing like stories of freedom, knowing that you too can be free. And then with certain tools to do that, to get you out of it Yeah, because it is shackles that are strong or can be strong and can only get stronger if you don't, um, get help. So anyway, yeah, but, this this type of food talk is healthy food talk for you and your kids because it also helps you remember food as fuel and what it is meant to do and the different colors and what they truly can do for your body and how food can be medicine. I'm missing a lot of colors. Yeah. So I'm going to work on that on this that. week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there you go. Kids eating color. Shout out on Instagram. Thank you so much for this post and all of your other amazing posts. If you're a mom definitely follow her tagline is she's a nutritionist. Her name is Jennifer Anderson and her tagline is helping you get picky kids to eat veggies, how to help kids try foods and what to feed them. So, and she also shares personal experiences like her and her husband and like what they do at mealtime and things they do and do not say to their kids because kids, I mean, if you say the wrong thing, you could be creating who knows, like some sort of weird relationship with food and she's just educated way more educated than me in that area. So definitely give her a follow. Oh, dang. She has 677,000 followers. That's pretty baller. Okay. All right. Namaste. Namaste. I'm like, sometimes I don't know how to get out of the thing. So I'm just going to say that. Okay. Bye. Okay. Let's talk shows that we're binging. Chase is with me on this one. I love having 
someone to talk to sometimes. So it's not just me, myself, and I. But <laughs> there's some good stuff out there really on TV right now. And some stuff that we were like watching some of it over Christmas break and then other stuff I just started this last weekend and is all really, really good. So I would say... I signed up for the Apple Plus trial a while ago where it was like you get seven days for free and then if you like it, you're going to sign up. Well, I signed up to watch the morning show and it was so good, but Apple doesn't release all of their shows, like every episode at once, like, so you can't binge it. Yeah, it's like every Friday or something. Right, so... I was like, well, shoot, my seven days are up and I still need more of the morning show. So they got me, hook, line, and sinker. I was sold, like whatever. I, I'm i in because the morning show is so good. Like So good. I mean, I, I was obsessed with that. Mary, I even saw, which I don't even think we talked about this to each other, but I saw on Instagram that she watched the finale twice because Jennifer Aniston's acting in it was so good. And I think it's a whole different side of Jennifer Aniston. Than oh, we, totally. Like, yeah. And Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And Steve Carell. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's not. He's not the funny guy. Michael Scott on The yeah. Office. So it, and also it gives insight into kind of the culture and some things that were happening and just, it's terrible. They even have to give a disclaimer. So I'll give it here too, that if you have any type of personal experience with this type of sexual misconduct, uh, they warn you, like, cause it could be, it could trigger some stuff and some feelings and, and be hard for you to watch. So I will put that disclaimer here, but the acting is phenomenal and it's, it's good. And now all, if you watch it now, all the episodes are up. So you could legit have yeah. a nice little binge session with it. Also on Apple plus is, the uh, truth be told. And it, I only rolled into that because I finished the morning show. Actually, my hair person, Leah Hoff, we were talking about the morning show and she said, oh, if you've got Apple Plus, you should watch the uh, truth be told, which is about a woman who has a podcast who like 20 years ago, she was a journalist and was assigned to a case or started writing about a particular case where this boy went to jail. He was 17 years old. And she was big in thinking that he was guilty. And a lot of her pieces that she would write were leaning, were were that he was guilty and kind of helped the whole stir everything up. And 20 years later, a piece of evidence was shared with her where she was like, what? Shut up. Like, he could be innocent. Are you kidding? Oh, wow. Are you kidding? So she felt horrible and she couldn't. She's like, this, I need to know the truth. So she started a podcast because 20 years later. So now like podcasts are all the rage. So she does that. And then it stirs up so much stuff. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you. Like, I'm just giving you, that's where it starts. So you know that. And then it follows the journey. The dude that, Who's the guy that's in Breaking Bad? Um, not Brian Cranston, but the, oh, yeah, the I, young I can guy. Picture him. Yeah. Is this the one that has Octavia Spencer yes. as well? From the she's in the help, right? Yes. That's I'm, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, I wanna see yeah, I wanna watch that. It's so good. So I would I would check that out. And then some other things, like that's on Apple, but on Netflix, I would recommend for documentaries, Kevin Hart's Bobby recommended this one to me, and I've watched a few and they're like 30 minutes. So, you know, while I'm getting ready or blow drying my hair, or, you know, just 
whatever. I'm kind of just have it on in the background. So I wasn't that dialed in, but it is very interesting. Like that kid, that guy hustles. And I will say, speaking of Kevin Hart, we watched Central Intelligence. I don't know if I've already even talked about this on another podcast. I feel like I keep talking about it because it's so good. The Rock and Kevin Hart, because we watched over Christmas break. That movie is so funny. Yeah, they're so good together. I was like, what? This movie's hilarious. So Kevin Hart is so funny. And I recommend the... It's called Don't F This Up on Netflix. And it's pretty good. Like he came, it's it's crazy to see a lot of times when these super successful, because he's one of the highest paid comedians. Like he makes so much money and he came from nothing. And he worked his way up and he hustles so hard. And sometimes <laughs> I laugh because sometimes I think I work <laughs> a lot. And then I'm like, <laughs> you do. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like homeboy is hustling and, you know, kind of Bobby's story. Maybe that's why Bobby liked it so much and then recommended it. I feel like I see some of Bobby and his hustle. And then another documentary, uh, that is on Netflix is the R Kelly one. Um, what's it called? Like I survived, I survived R Kelly. I think see, I, I haven't think. seen that either. Okay, I watched two episodes of it and I, or it's called Surviving R. Kelly. Oh, that's right. And it was on Lifetime, I think, but now Netflix has it so you can watch it. And it's, I can't even believe, it's almost, I watch it. Again, I'm doing other things, so I'm not totally dialed in, but stuff I do catch, my jaw drops. Like I was working out the other day and I had it on as my, like Erin was over here and we were working out and she normally we listen to music or we talk and she's like, what is that? And I said, I, I don't know. I can't, this is the second episode of Surviving R. Kelly. And we were just in disbelief. And then it created a conversation with us. Like she said, she posted an Instagram workout video with an R. Kelly song and she didn't even know. She doesn't pay attention to a lot of celebrities news and different things. Yeah. And she had no idea that he was like this yeah. and that he, yeah. If you don't know, he completely would, he was, which this is the part that gets me. And I learned in the documentary, he was apparently abused when he was a kid, like sexually and physically abused by somebody in his family. At this point in the documentary, I don't know who. So then he, a therapist is on talking about how then then he takes that with him to where he, that a lot of abusers carry with them. Like when they've been abused, they realize at that point in time, they, they never want to be the victim again. So what happened with R. Kelly is he wanted to always be in control. So he could knew he could do that if he was always with somebody younger and that he was more powerful over. So, I mean, he was, you know, older, like 20, 27, and he would be like hanging out at high schools, trying to pick girls. He would go to the mall, pick up girls. Like I'm talking 12, 13, 14. Like when Aaliyah, he married Aaliyah and it said on the marriage certificate, they lied that she was 18. She was not. She was like 15 or something. Whoa. And they had to get an annulment. I mean, God, like, I don't just remember away this. With all he was of just this. getting, I don't know. They said, they. I was just like, how is this possible that all of these people, he was the most, one of the most successful people in hip hop and R&B and became mainstream too. And then nobody did 
Nobody was doing anything about it. He would be at his recording studio with a bunch of young girls there, teenage girls. And there was people, there's people on the documentary that they interview and they're, they're all, they're all just shaking their head. They're like, we're, we're, I just didn't think it. I, I don't know. Yeah. We knew they were young, but none of us asked how young, yeah. none of us asked for their ID. We knew they, you look, they looked young, but we never said, how old are you? They just, it's almost like they just turned their they head. Didn't wanna, yeah, they didn't want to know. Better, so it was yeah. like, okay, if that's your thing. But I mean, these were, and some of them were, they wanted to be singers. They wanted to be dancers. They oh, were young. And then if you had this powerful, amazing, everyone said he's a musical genius on this documentary. Even people that are like, he's a monster, but he's a musical genius. And you know, think about it. If you're 13 years old and you want to be a singer and you don't know any better and he saw you at the mall and asked you to come to the recording studio and you're thinking, what? Oh my gosh. One girl said, so I just, yeah, we started hooking up and she's like, I didn't want to do it, but then I didn't want to make him angry by saying no. And I didn't know what to do. So I just did it. And she was 13. So of course she didn't know. Oh, it's just sickening. And so then Stevenson walks in the garage while we're working out and it's on. And I was like, oh, Stevenson, this isn't for, we're watching something. It's not for kids. Like, what do you need? But it was on a scene that really they weren't talking about anything crazy. Actually, John Legend was on talking about, I believe I can fly and about how that song is everywhere. Like elementary school kids were singing it. Churches were singing it. And it was so a powerful, popular song. And a lot of this was happening in the midst of that. Like when he was on top, like every song he touched was fire. Oh, did I ever finish my story about Aaron? I don't think I did. About how Aaron posted a workout video with R. Kelly and she didn't know the controversy surrounding him. And she got so many comments, like, they can't believe you're playing that song, like blah, 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 blah. So she took down the video and put up a different song with it. And that that's what reminded me of Stevenson was there and he heard that song and he really likes that song. And like about an hour later, we were inside in the kitchen. He was like, Alexa, play I Believe I Can Fly. And I felt like, oh, should I should I want Stevenson to listen to that song? It just yeah. creeped me out to listen to it, knowing all the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, the infamous R. Kelly, like, video uh-huh. of, like, him and the girl and the pee. Yeah. I mean, she was 14. And like, and, and, and why was he still making music and we were buying it after that? Like, I don't know, but I just really struggled with Stevenson listening to it afterwards. And I just told him like, Hey buddy, we don't, I don't want to listen to that song. He's like, why? I like that song. I was like, God, cause the guy that, and then it was just, I couldn't even get into it with him because he wouldn't understand. But then that also made me think of the Cosby show because I would love for my kids to be able to watch the Cosby show. And we talked about this on the Bobby Bone show and I was given the green light to show my kids the Cosby show and just not get into anything else other than that. Cause for me, it's like my kids can see a strong black family on TV and, you know, have that. I mean, my kids are just around, we try not to just keep them around white people all the time, but I would say they're predominantly around white people. And so I like for them to see people of all yeah. colors as much as possible. And the Cosby show, gosh, is such a wholesome, 
amazing. If like, anything, the for the mom show. Like, yeah. And but Bill Cosby, yeah. such. I mean, who knew? Who knew? So then I struggled with that, but everybody gave me the green light to like, just show your kids the Cosby show. So then based on that, I just was like, well, I'll just listen, let Stevenson listen to, I believe I can fly. And that'll be that. Yeah. So even though R. Kelly's awful, I can't believe. So anyway, back to the original point of this, that it's a documentary. I know I'm late to the party on it. It's not new, but I will say it might be new to Netflix. I don't know how long it has been available. I think it's new because it showed up on my new... Yeah. And then is there anything else to recommend show-wise to watch? I mean, I'm not really into it, but people, you know, the second season of You came out. And so I people, saw that. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not either, but, but I know people some are people are. So if you didn't know, yes, it's yeah. out. Speaking of new seasons coming out, I saw that Schitt's Creek's final season is out. And that's such a good show. I haven't so started good. yet. I'm like, I'm going to save it. Oh. I'm going to like. So sad it's over, but. Well, it's not over yet. We still have the last season to yeah, watch. I tried to put close. it on the other night because I realized it was back on and my dad was over and I put it on and he hadn't seen any of the other seasons. And I started watching it and it was just so lost on him that I was like, I'm not going to waste this moment right now because he's just not into it. And so we turned it to the History Channel and watched like still the history <laughs> of like the White House and how it was it's built and different things. See, I would have enjoyed there. that too. It was really interesting, yeah. but my, it was way more my dad's level than Schitt's yeah. Creek. So um, I'm trying to think. Those are the shows. Like I would say The Morning Show, Truth Be Told, uh, what's his name? Kevin Hart's documentary, Don't F This Up, um, Surviving R. Kelly. It's very dark, yeah. but also interesting. And then the, you, what? what well, else? the other one I'll say real quickly, and it's also kind of dark not to be... But the don't f the cats. <gasps> oh, like yeah, that's a movie. Is it a it's series? A, it's, a documentary oh, it's a documentary on Netflix. Oh, I feel like my husband and I just when we were watching it, we kept watching it over and over. I didn't know if we were pausing it because he was kind of in control oh, of that one. I was but mind blown. My mind was blown. Like bl- mind blown. Right. It's called yeah. Don't f with cats. Don't watch it with your children. Yeah. D- I mean, the documentary did a good job, if you ask me, of not showing you what you didn't want to see. Yeah. Like just when I thought, am I going to have to turn my head away? They wouldn't show the full like shebang, yeah. which I was thankful for, but it did get a little dark. And some of it was a little much, a little dark. Are you kidding? It was extremely dark, but it just, it, it shows the craziness of the internet. The online. And Facebook oh, and yeah. online communities and how just to give you a little backstory before you start it, if you want to, but there's a guy online that killed a cat and he posted the video. Then it outraged these people, rightfully so. But some people, I mean, obviously I'm outraged, but I'm not going to go try to find the person, yeah. right? I'm like, oh, sicko. Yeah. Moving on with my life. Well, these other people were like, what? So they formed a Facebook group. Then they started breaking down the video because it was on YouTube. They had no idea where in the world this guy was. He could have been you know, in Vegas, he could have been in Russia. He could have been in, who knows? Outlets on the wall. So they looked at different things in the room that would give them a clue of what part of the world he might be in. And then literally through their investigation, and it was, it involved a lot more than that and some correspondence with other people in different digging. But I mean, these people, I will give it to them. Like they were straight up FBI, CIA on this guy. 
all through all night. And so they formed and then they all were invested in it. I mean, they, they didn't, I feel like they lost sleep. They didn't eat. Like they were bound and determined to find this guy. And they just thought, oh my gosh, if he started with cats, like, what is he going to do next? And it gets scary because yeah, he did move on to humans and he did make videos and they were right and they found who he was and they tried to tell the police and the police didn't listen. And it's just crazy. So watch yeah, the documentary. It's crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> That's though. all you can say. It's nuts. It's nuts. So there's yeah. our <laughs> there's, there's our, our lighthearted <laughs> binge watching list. There's our binge watching recommendation for you. Uh, if you had to pick one, it's the morning show. That's all. Oh, I'm that's say. that's why we started yeah, with it. Yeah. The morning show is so, so strong, so so good. Okay, um, happy watching. <laughs> Okay, so my friend Beth Laird posted this and I thought it was so good. Her husband is a songwriter here in Nashville and she also works in the music business. And she posted this thing on her stories that was originally from John Gordon. And she said that, this is what she said about herself. I wasn't the smartest, didn't have any music business classes and only knew one person in music, which I'm assuming is her husband, very successful songwriter, by the way. She said, but doing these things greatly benefited my career. And when I read through them and the things are 10 ways to succeed with zero talent, I thought, oh, these are good things to keep in your pocket at all times. And I'll just run through them quickly because I feel like everyone can take a little something from this and could be beneficial to you, especially whether or not we were starting a new year, new decade at all, like this could be good for you. Uh, So first of all, uh, you need to be on time, which Bobby, Bobby Bones hosts my show. Like he says this all the time. He says like basically being on time that's the number one thing he tells people. And he thinks that that's gotten him to where he is too, is because his he has this like extreme ability to be really early to everything. And I will say I'm not always on time, but I'm not late to important work things. Or maybe I show up exactly on time and my husband would say that being early is on time. So try to get there early. Maybe we'll, we'll tweak that one a little bit. Be on time, which really means be early. Um, number two, show up and do the work. Number three, give your best in all that you do. Number four, be positively contagious, which yeah, who wants to be around negative people? And ah, I caught myself complaining the other day and I was going on and on and on to somebody. And I was like, ooh, like, why why am I doing that? I don't want to be that person. Um, Number five, have an attitude of gratitude. Shout out, four things gratitude journal. We can provide you with that. (laughs) Um, But you don't need a gratitude journal to write down your four things of gratitude. You can just get any piece of paper. You can take notes on your phone and just jot down four things every day that you're thankful for. And Mary and I, heads up, speaking of that, we're going to do a gratitude challenge for the month of February because there's four weeks in the month of February plus a bonus day because I guess there's 29 days this year. Uh, And it's going to be so much fun. And we're going to do like fun giveaways for those that are participating using the hashtag for things gratitude. So yeah, it's simple start now, but really during the the gratitude challenge, we're going to really encourage people to do it every single day because um, it can really 
change your outlook. Um, Number six is seek solutions versus dwelling on problems. So if something's going wrong, instead of dwelling on the fact that like, oh, woe is me, blah, 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 um, find a solution, try to figure it out, get help, ask questions, problem solve. Um, Number seven, have passion. Uh, Number eight, be coachable. Don't think that you're ever too smart or too old or too this or too that to learn and let people allow yourself to be coached. Um, Number nine, do more than what is required. So yeah, not only be on time, which means be early, but, and show up and get ready to do the work, but, but do more. And then number 10, I love this one, believe in yourself because, you know, you're the only one that can for sure, for sure believe in yourself. Hopefully there's other people that believe in you, but I think it's important for you to believe in yourself first. So just wanted to share that with y'all. So thank you, Beth Laird for posting this. And I guess John Gordon, if you're the one that came up with the list, 10 ways to succeed with zero talent. Okay. A big thank you to Mike Wilson for coming on today's episode and then Chase for helping me out with a couple of things. Uh, Now is the time uh, of the podcast where I do an email shout out. Y'all send me emails to four things with amybrown at gmail.com and I get to read them from time to time. A lot of times it may show up if it's a question, it's in the Q and A episode or it ends up here in the email shout out at the end of the four things episode. So here we go. Hello, Amy. I have been a Bobby Bone Show listener for about seven years. And while there have been many times I've considered contacting the show, I've never felt as compelled as I do today. I've had the Stephen Young homelessness episode saved to listen on my podcasts for a while, but I wanted to listen to it when I had time to really listen to it. I'm a Christian, and while I don't make it to the pew every Sunday, I felt like I've heard one of the greatest sermons ever today, which also happens to be Sunday. I have loved many of your Four Things episodes, but none of them have touched me as much as this one did. Thank you for opening my eyes to an issue I have not taken nearly enough time to consider. I was so moved by this episode that I'm sharing it on Facebook and Instagram to encourage my friends to listen. Thank you for reminding me so often to pimp joy whenever I can. I'm a teacher who doesn't make a lot of money, so I try to pimp joy in my classroom as much as I can. I actually got the Be Kind, Choose Joy, Laugh A Lot, Eat Cake decal for Christmas and put it on my school laptop. It's often sitting where students can see it, and so many have commented on it. Our school is focusing on being kind this year, and I would love to see the Shop Forward develop some products that teachers could use to teach kids how to pimp joy. I'm sure you could get a lot of ideas from teachers, including myself. Once again, thank you so much for being you and bringing so much joy to listeners. I consider you guys to be friends, even though we've never met, and I enjoy the show so much. No other morning show does what you guys do. Sincerely, Stephanie Reith, which, Stephanie, thank you so much for this sweet email. And I would, too, agree that the Stephen Young uh, homelessness episode uh, is very powerful. And if other people haven't listened, I encourage you to go listen to that episode Uh, It was late last year that we recorded it and he is, he's amazing. And he's the founder of Home Street Home here in Nashville. And uh, Mary and I actually have been talking about maybe doing like getting involved with them. Like we're going to kind of do, well, my family is going to be involved and we're going to be helping out regularly this year. 
but kind of doing a service day. So Mary and I want to do one, get one under our belts together and see what it's like. And then maybe doing some sort of, you know, a pimp and joy, a spa gathering service day. But we would have to talk to Stephen Young about what that would look like and how it would work. But, and then, and maybe you don't even have to be in Nashville to participate. It could kind of be like, and I need, still need to talk to Mary about it, just sharing with y'all kind of some inside combos, but that you could just make, be a designated day in your community where you go out and serve others and we all do it together at the same time. So like pick a Saturday in a month, not not in one month, but one of these months coming up. And then who knows, maybe it becomes like a regular thing of like, I don't know, just throwing this out there, you know third Saturday of every month tries to be like a service day with our community of people, but who knows? We'll see what that looks like. But thank you for the email, Stephanie. Thank you for trying to spread joy when you can and appreciate you being a teacher. Uh, That is awesome. You're helping shape our future. So I appreciate that so much. And I know it's not always easy. And uh, yeah, I love when y'all send me notes like this. It just affirms uh, what I'm doing here. Sometimes I feel like I'm just talking and I'm like, what, 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 what do I really need to be doing a podcast? But if it's to allow y'all to hear episodes, like interviews or episodes, like the one with Stephen Young, then yes, it is a hundred percent worth it. So thank you for the email and I hope y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. Don't forget, uh, love shirts go on sale tomorrow, supporting my life speaks. So if you want a cool shirt to wear on the month of love, Valentine's Day, February, then get one and wear it proudly. Okay, bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
and we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org.